0: Matt Kuchar does it again. Awesome. That was fun to watch. What can we learn from Matt Kuchar on this Data Monday? Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee. Your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey, everyone. Thank you for being here. Welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf. Very cool on this Data Monday to kind of go through some numbers from Matt Kuchar. A very impressive win. I mean, he was in it from the get-go and just stayed steady. I was super impressed with, with Sunday, how he started out a little slow, bogeyed, a lot of, bogeyed about three holes. Uh, threw in a birdie there for good measure and then came through and uh, finished it off strong and And won going away, actually. So uh, very cool, very fun to watch him. He is the uh, smiling assassin. There's definitely something brewing underneath that you can't really see. But very competitive, a very good golfer, and so impressive the way he's... His whole career is impressive. If you remember back, he had a very unorthodox swing for a number of years. When he first came out on the PGA Tour... It was a very interesting. He was kind of stooped over. He would kind of take the club inside, uh, very flat, and then he kind of had this over-the-top kind of up move and then came over the top. It was really an unorthodox, but people were kind of encouraging him to kind of not touch it, sort of like the Jim Furyk argument, like leave it alone. You know, you're playing well enough, but Matt didn't do that. Went back and tried to come up with a swing that, um, by all discussions. And I'll go ahead and throw this article up. I, I remember reading this article back in the day, but I uh, went back and found it. It's from 2011, I believe, and I've got it right up here on my computer. So yeah. So it's from May 17th, 2011. So I'll go ahead and throw the link up on the notes in this podcast so you can kind of look this up yourself. Very interesting article, and it's entitled, How to Make Your Swing Repeat which is something that I think all of us are looking for. Obviously, our, our position would always be if you're using technology and you have the constant feedback, then you can create a swing that's repeatable because you can always go back to, to what you know is right and get it there. But a lot of what Matt Kuchar talks about here and what, a lot of what he went through with Chris O'Connell, his swing coach, is simplifying his swing and making sure that they were taking the timing out of the golf swing and you'll, you'll notice in your own golf swings, we'll all notice in our own golf swings that the more we can take timing out of our golf swing, the more consistent we'll play. And so Matt Kuchar has done this by doing a few things, a few strategies, and he talks about them. And, and if you look at Matt Kuchar and the way he sort of embraces the entire game, he is about simplification. Even his putting stroke, taking that putter and securing it against his, his forearm and it is a form of anchoring, but it's a legal form of anchoring. But he's basically taken out a lot of the variability by securing his putter to his arm. So he doesn't have to worry a whole lot about a lot of the little motions. He's taken those out. He's taken out the you know, potential for yips. He's taken out the potential of, of his wrist to sort of, sort of take over the stroke. So he's basically removing variability and trying to make things very consistent and very simple. Well, he did the same thing in his golf swing. He talks about pinning his left arm to his chest and leaving it there. And that causes a lot of really good uh, mechanics. It causes you to really rotate your shoulders more effectively. It really causes you to use your lower body to try to clear out and get out of the way. And if you do that and you, you turn on a very tight axis, data axis golf, then you, you have the ability to take timing out where you don't have to flip your wrists and time the release. It just happens naturally. Centrifugal force will just sort of help a very natural swing release at the ball and it then becomes very consistent and very predictable. So Matt's, Matt Kuchar went through a huge swing overhaul. It probably took him, boy... He, he had to go back down to the web.com tour and work his way back up. And now he's super, super consistent as as we know. So let's jump right into some of the data that I think is really fascinating. We we usually see, and we saw this with Xander Shoffley last, last week that, you know, they play well. They put a lot of things together and and um, they lead the field in a number of categories and that what's, that's what makes it possible for them to win. So a couple of things that kind of stood out First off, we always look at a cons- consistency number. That, oh, at Data Access Golf, that always is. We take the number of events they've played in, and then we look at the number of cuts they've made, and we divide. So to date, for the entire career of Matt Kuchar, he makes 73% of his cuts, which is, for somebody with his longevity, it's pretty average. Um, we We know that Tiger Woods is kind of the all-time leader in this category. Tiger Woods makes the cut ninety-one percent of the time, and nobody else is even close to that. So, uh, a, a decent, a, a pretty average number for Matt Kuchar, which would then lead one to believe, why isn't he a little more consistent? Who knows? But that's that's his consistency number. Um, his average drive. In 2018, he was hitting at about 288 yards, and that put him at 169th out of 193 for the year. So not a long hitter, and we know that. We also saw in the the, kind of the century tournament of champions where the long ball is really important, that Matt, I think he finished sort of middle of the pack, 16th, somewhere in there, out of 30-something. But in this particular week, his average drive for this particular tournament was 312 yards. So he actually was above average for himself on a very tight course. And we also say his driving accuracy for all of 2018 was 63%. And in this very tight course that, that YLI, that they play on it at the Sony Open, he hit 71% of his fairways. So he was driving it well, very consistently. His average greens in regulation in all of 2018 was 67%. And he had eighty. He hit eighty-three percent of it, of his greens in um, in the Sony Open. So again, a, that's kind of a huge jump for him. We're talking a good sixteen points higher than his average. So really good there. That gives you the ability to uh, hit the greens. Obviously, when you're hitting more fairways, you have the ability to hit more greens. And he definitely did that. His strokes gained putting I thought was pretty interesting. His, he's a good putter. I mean, he averages about 0.34 strokes, about point three five strokes. Um, over the field so he picks up about 0.3 strokes around on the entire field for average and that put him at 31st for 2018 so out of 193 players he was up in the top 30 so he's a good putter but he picked up 1.76 strokes almost two strokes on the field for the sony open that's eight strokes putting. So a very, very good putting uh, tournament, Kuchar. And he talked about the greens and how perfect they were and that he was seeing his lines perfectly. I, I don't know if you saw some of it, but but that putt he had on 16, I believe it was, where he just kind of started out to the right and he kind of went dead center of the cup and broke exactly the way he wanted. And when you see a putt going dead center like that, that's a breaking putt that you have to start outside the hole. You know that you're really seeing your lines well. So that was really, really cool. If we jump back then over to sort of the benchmarks that we've set up and compare Matt to what we've kind of set up to kind of keep an eye on our game to make sure that our game is healthy in each one of these uh, areas. Driving accuracy, we've got here, if we're hitting between uh, 50 and 60% of our fairways, that we're going to feel pretty good about our game at that particular point. Matt Kuchar, I I just mentioned, hit 63% of his fairways for 2018. And this particular tournament, he hit 71%. So a little bit better than normal. Greens in regulation, Matt Kuchar uh, on average is 66%. We're saying our benchmark is somewhere between 55 and 65%. So he's right there in greens and regulation. For this particular tournament, he hit 82% of his green. So really, really good there. Uh, Matt Kuchar is uh, for scrambling. He can get up and down from around the green 64% of the time. The benchmark there that we're saying for our game, to keep an eye on our game, is 45 to 55%. So he's above what our benchmark would be consistently. So a very good short game player. Very good. says is are saying 30 to 50% of up and down. Again, not playing in really good sand traps. Um, I, I, even private courses don't have very good sand traps. They just don't keep them up like they do on the PGA Tour. So it's kind of hard to compare these two. Matt Kuchar is 61% for sand saves, up and down. We're saying 30 to 50%. If we're somewhere in that range, we're not going to worry about it. For this particular tournament, the Sony Open, he was 83%. Super strong there. Putting from 20 feet. I just said he's, he's 14% is what he does on average. Our benchmark is 3 to 7%. Matt Kuchar is a good putter. He finished um, stroke gains putting last year in the top 30, so you would expect him to be stronger. Than the average benchmarks of a PGA Tour player, uh, putting from ten from ten feet, Matt Kuchar makes thirty eight percent of his putts, and we're saying that we want to be somewhere between the twenty and forty percent. So Matt Kuchar from ten feet is somewhat average, right? And that would be our benchmark as well, right there. He's thirty eight percent. We want to be between twenty and forty. And finally, from five feet. We want to be between 65 and 80 percent of our five footers. We want to make 65 to 80 percent of those. Matt Kucher is 85 percent, so right there, exactly the same as Xander Shoffley from the the week previous. Very cool. Definitely take time to look over this article on Matt Kucher. It is uh, very important that we take out as much variability as we can in our golf swing because we're amateurs and we don't have a lot of time to practice. And he gives some really excellent strategies for simplifying your swing. And this comes from 2011. And he has kind of stuck to this. Matt is playing better golf right now than he did last year. So somewhere along the line, something changed. We haven't quite heard what that is yet, but we all know what I think it is. I believe that somewhere along the line, I don't know if it's his coach or what's going on, but Matt has embraced some form of technology where he is able to get more accurate feedback to his swing. There's one thing that I noticed looking back at some of his old swings that at the top, he could get a little loose where he could kind of, uh, his wrist and the club would kind of drop a little bit and he would lose a little structure at the top of his golf swing where everything that I saw yesterday and through the Sony Open he, he kept his structure at the top of his golf swing. It was very noticeable. He would set the club deliberately and it was always in the same spot. Front edge of his club and the back of his left hand were dead on perfect. At the top of his golf swing, when the camera angles were exactly right, the club, the club head would disappear behind his hand. It was dead on lined up perfect. And that screams to me that that there's some feedback going on. You don't get that level of precision in the golf swing, especially at the top of your golf swing. Everything behind us is kind of blind. We can't see it. We can't feel it. It's very, very hard for us to have any sort of awareness of it back there. It just sort of disappears. And that's something that Fred Shoemaker talks a lot about. But to have his, his club head disappear behind his hand so perfectly just means that he's getting some super accurate feedback and he's listening to it and he's practicing it. So I can't confirm it. Nobody's talked about it. But that level of precision is very hard to duplicate if you're not getting any sort of feedback. That would be my guess. I don't know what he's using, but he's using something. His coach is using something, but he was very precise in his golf swing. And it will be interesting to see if it continues on. If it does continue on, there's no doubt that he's using some technology. If he st- if he kind of gets away from this and we see that it loosens up a little bit at the top, it will be interesting to see how quickly he goes back to the technology and tightens that up a little bit. Because now that he's got, now he knows what his swing can do. If he's got that recorded as we've talked about and he can go back to that, I would expect to see Matt Kuchar swing to stay at a very precise level for a very long time. And not that everybody doesn't have the ability to do this, to use technology to do this. We do as well as amateurs. But it'll be cool to watch Matt this year. He has set himself up. He's won two out of the last three tournaments he's played in. He's two for three for 2019. Um, Xander Shoffley's won two as well. An interesting start to the 2018-2019 season. With multiple winners already sort of stating their claim for the uh, FedEx Cup at the end of the year, I think Matt Kuchar also wants to make sure that he's in that President's Cup and, and, and make a good run for the Ryder Cup as well. He's been in four President's Cups and four Ryder Cups, and I don't think he wants to miss another one. And based on his play, he probably won't if he keeps this up. Definitely read this article from Matt Kuchar. As always, better data always means better golf. Talk to you next time. Thanks.